the honoring that you did for the service, for the people that served. Uh, and I want to say something about this. There is a spirit of service in this house. And uh, after you come for a while, you start seeing patterns. You start seeing some of the people that are doing that. And it's one good thing to have a function. It's, a, it's another thing that when it's over and everybody's gone home, there's a crew of you that's here. Some of you stayed here a long time last night. And uh, you're not as joyful as the rest of us right now. I understand that. But I, I saw some faces last night in the cleanup, and I watched those kind of things. I saw the cleanup going on, and I, and, I, and I looked at it, and I said, those are God's people. And the way you did it and the smiles, I, I got to honor that. I got to honor this house. Uh, that starts at the top. It starts at your founding. That is, that is a spirit that, that touches people and reaches people, and it says a whole lot. So we honor your service and your thankfulness, and, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff doesn't happen. Look around. This happens. I like the improvements are great. It looks great. Keep going. Uh, some of it, some, I'm still praying. There's somebody in this church that's going to say, okay, here's the money you need. We're going to get you a sign right there on the road so that, that we make that turn. I'm still, I haven't given up that prayer. I think about it all the time. I like putting seven things on the wall that we believe in. After, why, don't we, why don't we just say these out loud together? This is why we've even come. Let, let's do it out loud together. What's the first one? Go. Speak word. Believe big. Pray now. Love people. Other wall. Come on. Worship well. Live generously. Celebrate constantly. These are good words. Why do we do what we do? Go look at the wall right now. The handwriting is on the wall in the house. And I just want to thank all of you and bless all of you right now. I want to, uh, I want Linda to be able to come up and just say, hi, I'm going to meet her down here. She can just say hi to you. Give that to Sue. Sue, Sue can have that. Sue, in fact, Sue can get a few for you. Uh, I want to encourage you. Now, let me, I have to kind of let you know what was going on. Uh, Grandma asked me about it because she knew what was going on last night. We had prepared a, uh, we were going to do some things together. And it's fun when we get to do the, the things together. And we were going to, we had, a, she had a special reading for the kids. And we were going to kind of go in a whole different direction. And um, now I got to tell you a backstory. Uh, we live in some of the most awful climate you can ever live in right now. I mean, I'm telling you what right now, it is hot. It, it's hot all the time and, and it's thick out out there. Somebody said New Orleans has weather you can wear, you know, and you can't have southern big hair when the humidity is, is, is really, really bad. You know what I mean? So, but so anyway, and we, we just look forward when, when, when we can come to a place and it's, and it's brisk and it was like that. I know some of you are tired of it already and, uh, but, and I understand that, but you have to understand what we have to live in all the time. It, 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 it's, a, we, we buy a new car. We don't ask anything about the motor. Does it have an air conditioner in it? That, that, that's, that's really it. And, and so when, when we were, we were landing uh, the other day, uh, like a, like a, a little kid at Christmas, Linda said, Oh, look, there's snow, there's snow, there's snow. It's going to be cool when we get when we get out in that cool air it's so dry it's not like the the air at home and we were all ready and we were all excited and, and the whole thing and about 10 minutes before we started uh the attack of the dry air hit her yeah. and uh so my hair loves this weather but my nose doesn't yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah. so so uh heather 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 took her back there and 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 then uh and, 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 and then Sarah is back there with her the whole time and some of the kids and we kind of had to on the fly change 
change things as it went. So I just just say hi to them. Just say hi to them. It is such a great time to be with y'all. I, I just I love every time we come back and we get to see what you've done to uh, just let the word of God shine forth. And I just want to echo what my husband said. This is a serving church. I am so blessed when I see y'all just with the joy of the Lord, with each other ministering and just just cooperating together and doing things together. That community connection is so important. You, you may not look at that as a spiritual point. It's very spiritual. And it is the key thing that is necessary. You know, even in the secular world, they talk about this. People who have real bonded connections, they call it spiritual. But when you have a connection in the body of Christ, it is a strength and to you that you cannot, that when you get away from it, you can, you automatically understand what it is that's, that, that you're wondering, what am I lacking? What's, what's happening here? So I just want to say thank you so much for all the love and hugs and concern. And we're just excited to be here. Just God bless you. I hope y'all have a wonderful Christmas season. Oh yeah. It's a good day. I, uh, as I alluded to last night, I worked real hard. I had a beautiful message I was going to give you today. And uh, by the way, Solo, my time didn't officially start till now. I just thought I'd tell you that right now. Uh, I, I really worked hard on it, and it was, it, it was fitting for the Christmas season and, and things like that. And I, and I had it done. I finished it a week and a half ago, and I was proud of myself. And, and uh, last week, the Lord really began to speak to me about a, a message that to deliver at home. Uh, you know, sometimes during this season, it is the best of times and worst of times. We go through difficulties and uh, songs that bring you happiness. Other people hear them and it triggers memories. It, it triggers situations and difficulties and fears and disappointments there. And uh, I spent a long time, on, and I did the whole week last week, and I just got finished before Sunday last week. And I stood and delivered the message to the people, and there was a, a response that you feel in your heart. You know, you, know, you know when you feel something lands, and it lands safe, and, 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 and it was the right word. Well, driving home, Linda, we were talking about getting ready for this week and coming here, and, and uh, Linda made a suggestion. And how many of you guys know that at the suggestion point, you, you need to consider these things, right? Sarah, do you do that right now? No, it's like, the, like, like I think I've told you before, I, I, don't, I don't want that GPS with the female voice. I've already got one female voice telling me where to turn and what to do and how, you know. But uh, she said, I, you know, you really ought to consider, and, and the more I lived with it all of Sunday night and Monday, I knew it was the right word. I've come to speak a word of faith to you today. I've come to speak to you as I would home because I am home. Uh, this is my family here. Uh, I, when, when I see Sarah and when I see Solo and when I saw Judah up here and I got to sing while he played last night, to me, that is, that's what this is about. And uh, I hope you honor that. And, uh, and I thank you. And it's the spirit in every one of you guys that I deal with and, and ladies at the door and faces now that are more familiar all the time. So it feels like home. And uh, I, I, I feel good about it. And, and Judy and the team and the, and the whole group, thank you guys. And Ben and all the movie. We just thank you all. But I wanna, I, I'm going to give you the opening statement I gave them last week. This word is for everybody. Everybody. Sometimes they say, well, you know, I, I, I don't know if that was really for me tonight. Do you know the word of the Lord is for everybody? Yeah. 
The word of the Lord is for everybody. It fits everything. It fits every answer there. It has every answer. It has everything for us. I really like, you know, we talk about wanting to be good with our PR and, and how to reach people and, you know, what, how to put an announcement out and say, come on, we, we, want, we want you to know we're a friendly church. George Whitfield, if he was preaching here today, this is the way he advertised one of his meetings. He said, come, all ye drunkards, swearers, Sabbath breakers, adulterers, fornicators, come all ye scoffers, harlots, thieves, and murderers, and Jesus Christ will save you. How many of you know that's not a Dale Carnegie course there, right there, you know? <laughs> Jesus will save you. He will give you rest if you are weary in your sins. That's what the word of the Lord said, and that's what, how Whitfield advertised all of his meetings. Today, I want to get ready for this season. I know we're excited about it. We're running in so many different directions right now, and it's good to, to, to be excited about what's going on, but let's not lose sight of what we're doing. Do you know that the very first words to announce this season, in fact, sometimes in some translations, it is only in two words. Sometimes it is in three words. Sometimes it's in four words. Sometimes it's in four words. For you, you read the scripture. In fact, Luke chapter 2, I'll give you the three words. Luke chapter 2, it says this. Don't be afraid. The very, uh, one of the other translations says in the two words, fear not. And then another one says, do not be afraid. The concept of being afraid was the very first thing that was said before something big and something good was coming forth. There is an apprehension sometimes right on the edge of something. You have a bit of fear, a bit of apprehension there. But when the greatest message that was ever told, the first thing that came out, don't be afraid. Don't elbow somebody to say, don't be afraid. What makes you afraid? All of us have different things that make us afraid. They claim that one of the things that make people fearful the most is the fear of having to stand up in front of people. And, 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 but we all have different kinds of fears. Some of us have fears of getting in an airplane. Some people have fears of going up very high. So, uh, so, some people have a fear of water. And, and let me just tell you, make sure you know how to swim. I know there's not a lot in Nebraska when you fly over, but <laughs> it's like... It's like somebody said, I'm flying over Kansas, Oklahoma, and Nebraska, and they've told me the bottom of my seat can be a flotation. Thank you very much. <laughs> flying scares people sometimes. Different things, sickness. Uh, dogs scare people sometimes. Darkness scares people. Darkness scares people. Do you hear the one about the little boy that was afraid of the dark and, and it was nighttime and his mom said to him, she said, I, I want you to go, go out the back and go into the back by the garage and leaning up by the garage. The, the broom is out there. Would you go get it? Uh, I, 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 I need to do something in here. And the little boy stopped and he looked outside and it was, it was pitch black out there. It was dark and he just didn't want to do it. And, and, and he said, mom, I, I don't really, she said, dude, stop this is foolish. She said, Jesus is out there. You're going to be okay. Jesus is out there. And he cracks open the door and he pokes his head out and he says, Jesus, if you're out there, can you hand me that broom over there? It's by the... <laughs> Darkness scares people. There's a fear of death that paralyzes people. You know what fear does? Fear paralyzes. Fear steals your faith. Fear steals your joy. Fear steals dreams. Fear steals... Dale Carnegie said it this way, if you want to conquer fear, don't sit home and think about it. 
Go out and get busy. That's the scripture that Solo read a minute ago. Quit thinking about the bad stuff that happened. Get out and get busy. Mark Twain said it this way. Courage is resistance to fear, the mastery of fear, not the absence of fear. We'll have those things. Even the secular people know about it. We were raised as kids on, on some of the good music of the day, and we learned some of the Broadway classics when we were little kids, and, and all the different, different and, and expose your kids to, to some of those different things. But I, I remember the little song when, you, when Anna, Miss Anna, the school teacher from Britain, came over to teach all the, 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 the tribe of many of the King of Siam uh, and all, all the children. They were gathered around, and, and, and they were afraid, and, and Miss Anna gathered them around in that big old wide skirt, and all the little children gathered around and she said whenever I feel afraid I hold my head erect and whistle a happy tune so no one will suspect what I'm afraid they even understand that but when you break it down fear is really basically in three areas it's a fear of failure it's a fear of rejection it's a fear of the unknown Miss Anna probably could have quoted Psalm 56. David said, when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. Can I tell you, though, I've seen these people that are, that are more spiritual than God. And if you admit you're afraid, oh, don't say those things. But do you know something? It's, it's good to admit some of the things you deal with. But do you also know there is a healthy fear? They teach us, and, and I hope you're teaching your kids, we've lost, our, we've lost our fear of God. We've lost our, and I don't mean cringing terror, hiding behind a tree, but of honor. Lord, I, I love you so much, I, I don't want to mess up. That's what, real, that's what real love is about. Healthy fear is, is good. It's a God fear. What does it do? It keeps us in check. That tells us when we're alone, away from home, a thousand miles away, that we keep our lives in check because we don't want to disappoint God. And we don't want to disappoint the ones that we love. It's the foundation of what we under, understand is, is going to be great for us. Proverbs 9 said it this way. It says, the fear of the Lord is the foundation. It, 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 it's what we build on, the foundation of all we're going to receive from God, of the wisdom of God. The last part of that scripture said is that it's the knowledge of the Holy One that results in good judgment. But sometimes we are so afraid we can't act, we're paralyzed. Fear that paralyzes is not godly. Now, Solo has been, he prayed it in the back. He has said it two times since he stood up here, stepping on the word that I'm getting ready to give you in a minute, why we're dealing with the bad fear. You know about the good fear, but the bad fear can cripple you mentally. It can cripple you socially. It can, it can cripple you physically, but it's, it, it's a spiritual thing where it happens first. I've seen people, we have known, people, we have known some people in our lives that, that through natural downturns, I, 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 I remember a story many, many years ago of a family that was living fine and living well, and they had gone through a downturn, and, and there was a job lost there, and it was very different, and life had to change, and expenses had to change. Well, you know, those are tough times, and we all have those things, and we have to, but, but one person I, that, that in my mind I remember could not deal with the change, and the change was debilitating. It was de to the point the person couldn't get out of bed and never got out of bed again and died, sadly, and it didn't have to be. That's a bad fear. It can cripple us. Here's what you need to know. That kind of fear is a spirit, as you said. You talked about a spirit. 
Can I make an announcement to you? You've heard it on the radio. It's a beautiful song. Can I make an announcement? That kind of fear that is not godly, that does not keep us in check, but paralyzes us, defeats us, and harasses us. Can I identify that? That fear is a liar. That fear is a liar. We live in a time where you might be by yourself, maybe, and you look in a mirror, and you're saying things about yourself that, that, that they're not from God. God sees you as a king and a priest, a king's kid, but yet you, some of you are 30, 40, 50 years old, and, you, and your life has been shaped because someone, when you were little, said something to you and put you in that box there. But I want to tell you what, that's not a natural thing. That is not from God. That is a lie. Many are living in fear, and the word fear and afraid, some people say, I've, I've read this, but I think a lot of you have, somebody said you can see a word about fear or do not be afraid or, or using the word fear almost 365 times in the Bible, which is great. You have that concept for every day. And, and, and some translations say more, some say less. But can I just say, whether it is there 365 times or if it's there just one time, it's still true. That fear is a liar. And the word says, fear not. Some of you need to get some courage up. Courage just to stand. Courage for tomorrow. Some of you can't see you long term. How about just right now? What does God say you are? Who does God say you are? You stand up. I walked in this place and I saw grinning people at the door. I saw people walking through when it was over, rolling up tables last night. There were smiles. Oh, it's not easy. It was work. But there was, there was something of a camaraderie that was developing in there. I, that's the people, when I think of this church, I think of that. I don't think of any of you with your weaknesses or with the fears. But every one of us have fears. We see the spirit of terror in our world today. And that's really what fear is. As I said and he said, it's a spirit. How do you know? How do you know whether it's of God or not? How do you know if it's not something just to keep our lives in check or if it's something that's not right? Hey, I'll tell you how to do it right now. You, you want the test? If your peace is robbed, it's not from God. If your peace is robbed, it's not from God. You're dealing with another spirit. But I want to tell you that as covenant kids that will go through catechism, as covenant kids that lay the foundation of everything that we learn, we are subject to a higher spirit, a higher calling, that a more powerful impartation. Do you realize, people say, well, you know, when the Holy Spirit was poured out in the book of Acts, open your book on page one in the first two verses there, the spirit was there at creation. The spirit breathed. And then when you breathe, it said that man took that and he formed that together out of the dust of the earth. And it said, and then he breathed. We are living in, with God's breath inside of each of us. And when we hear something that is a spirit that robs our sleep, I don't, I don't know about you, man, but, but sometimes you just, we've all had those days and we're weary and we're carrying, and we get in the, we get in the bed and we can't wait to get in the bed. And all of a sudden we turn everything off and that dead silence happens and your eyes go like that and that terror and that, and that fear is there that is not of God if your peace is robbed it's not of God that's not profound but it's very profound it's very profound keep that checklist close to your heart right now it's a how do I know it's a spirit Timothy said it this way the word in the writing to Timothy God's not given us the spirit of fear so that tells me that there is another spirit that can harass us 
that can defeat us, but he's given us a spirit of power, of love, and self-discipline. How do you like that translation? He has given us the gift. The gift to stand against the line, the line, the peddling of fear in our hearts. He's equipped us. In fact, Jesus thought it was so important, he equipped his, his gang before he left. John 14 says it this way. I'm leaving you a gift. I'm leaving. How many say, how many of you like gifts? He said, I'm leaving you a gift. The world can't give you this gift. And notice, because of this gift, he said, don't be troubled. Don't be afraid. Stay alert. Stay connected. Stay proactive. Trust God. You want some keys? You got them right there. Stay awake. Stay connected. Stay proactive. Trust God. We can put those on the back wall. I love the perspective of a human, though. I see people sometimes, and they'll tell you, don't be afraid. Oh, come on, snap out of it. Can I be honest? Sometimes I haven't been able to snap out of it. I've made all the affirmations. I've made all the declarations. I've called those things that are not called. And still, I'm, something's still coming after me. Well, you're in good company. The story says that the Son of God walks into baptism waters. His face breaks the water. And around all the people, they heard a sound from heaven that validated who he was, crowned him. John even said, you understand verbiage about the lamb? This is the lamb. You got to know, man, when you come out of the baptism water and heaven starts saying, he's the one, you pretty much got it made. But if you read the story in the scripture, that's at the end of the chapter. And in the very next chapter, it said, then he was led into the desert to be tempted of the devil, to create fear. So maybe if you feel, well, I haven't measured up because I've been dealing with this and somebody, somebody real spiritual. No, 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 no. We, we all deal with those things. But the real key is knowing what it is, knowing where it comes from, and knowing how to stand against it. David was going through this. He didn't even, King David did not even have the benefit that we had of the word of God. We have more access on our phone to the word of God than David had all of his life. But David went under things that were attacks on his mind, his psyche, his peace. He said, Lord, have mercy on me for people are hounding me. My foes attack me all the day long. I'm constantly hounded by those who would slander me. And many are boldly attacking me. Ever been there? But when I'm afraid, verse 3, I will put my trust in you. I praise God for what he has promised. I trust in God, so why should I be afraid? And I love this statement. What can mere mortals do to me? That's almost a hand on your hip. You know what I mean? What can mere mortals do to me? They're always twisting what I say. They spend their days plotting to harm me. They come together to spy on me. They watch every step. They're eager to kill me. Don't let them get away with their wickedness. How many of you ever prayed those kind of prayers? 
You know, there have been times, man, I'm serious. There have been times, you know, you're going through something and you just want to, Lord, go Old Testament on them. I mean, just, just go after them. In your anger, oh God, bring them down. And let me just tell you who've been sorrowful and have long, dark nights. You've cried a lot of tears. You keep track of my sorrows. You've collected all my tears in your bottle. You've recorded each one in your book. So even in your fear, you're not even alone because God's holding your tears and your prayers. Are you building a little bit of encouragement? A little? Are you standing a little taller in your spirit? He said, my enemies will retreat when I call to you for help. And he said, this I know. This I know. This I know. God is on my side. Nobody loves you. Nobody knows who you are. You're, you're, you're a loser. You're, you're a loser when you were little. You're going to be a loser when you're older. You're going to die. No, 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 no. God is on my side. I praise God for what he has promised. Yes, I praise the Lord for what he has promised. I trust in the Lord. So why should I be afraid whenever I feel afraid? What can mere mortals do to me? By the way, you see that twice in that scripture there. And, and if you run to Hebrews, that is, it's actually lifted out verbatim in Hebrews 13 where it says, what can mere mortals do to me? And David says in verse 12, I'll fulfill my vows to you, O God. I will offer up a sacrifice of thanks for your help. That's why you were lifting your hands a little earlier. Walking in with a sacrifice of praise. Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs to the Lord. I will offer a sacrifice of thanks for your help, for you've rescued me from death. Is there anybody here that you can say God has rescued from death? Some of you looking at me today shouldn't even be living today, but God saved you for this moment. You shouldn't even be here today. Some of you ran with, ran with friends and people when you were a kid. They're not on this planet anymore. But God saved you. God preserved you. God brought you here today down that dirt road to sit here and to lift your heads. There, don't be afraid when you see other things. God, look how far he's already brought you. You rescued me from death. You kept my feet from slipping. So now I can walk in your presence. That's a, that's a boldness. That's not an arrogance. That is a boldness because you understand. In this, in Grandma in the South used to say, you know what side your bread is buttered on. Did they say that up here? The old Southern ladies used to say that. You're not afraid because there's life-giving light. Notice in Psalm 56, what I just read a minute ago, there are... Three responsibilities. What do you mean responsibilities? You have some responsibilities in this deal. God's not a magician. He's not doing tricks. He's honoring faithfulness and honoring his word. Notice there are three responses, though, when you are working through some things, and and Psalm 56 is the key. Here's the three of them together. Notice David said, I will praise you. And David said, I will trust you. And it says, I will keep my promises. Some of us have made vows and promises to God that we didn't keep. Lord, you get me out of this. I'll never do it again. We've all prayed those kind of prayers. They used to call them foxhole prayers. (laughs) I will praise him. Say that. Come on. No, no. Come on. Say it. I, I I will trust him. I'll keep my promises. Even on your bad days. 
the very last chapter of Moses' five books, he said, so be strong, be courageous. Something real big was getting ready to come down the pike. You turn the page, it's a regime change. He said, don't be afraid, do not panic, for the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He's not going to fail you. He's not going to abandon you. But the key three, four words was, do not be afraid. David said in Psalm 94, but when doubts fill my mind, ever have a doubt? Sure. Your comfort gave me renewed hope and brought a cheer to my spirit. Well, that's Old Testament. First Peter says it this way, though. When doubts filled my mind, you gave me comfort. But in 1 Peter 5, he said, give all your worries and all your cares to God because he cares about you and for you. Remember I told you about the responsibility part? How many times? You probably got a refrigerator magnet that said, God's not giving you a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. You've got those. You've got those memory verses. You tell your kids that. Come on, boy, you can do that. God's not giving you a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. And, and we, we, we want to claim all those things. And we don't quote the last line that I read just a few minutes ago. But of power, love, I like that. Of love, I like that. Self-discipline. <laughs> not too glamorous, is it? Not too glamorous, is it? Keeping ourselves in check. Notice those last three words. Can I ask you, where are you in your report card of power, love, and the self-discipline? This is not some thing we're dealing with. This is an evil spirit we're dealing with that harasses you, that speaks into your life, that makes you fearful, that makes you cringe in terror today. If I read this word right, you know, you know we, we, we see the stories of, 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 of the little children wanting to run to Jesus. There was something about him. There was a magnetism. There was a spirit that drew them there. They, didn't, they weren't afraid anymore. And have you ever seen little kids around somebody that might be a little bit different? Watch the funny pictures of the little kid seeing Santa Claus for the first time. Watch that. I mean, here's this guy. I mean, this, this, this thing with the beard and the, and the red suit and all those things. It's fearful. See a little kid the first time. It's one thing to read it in a book and see Mickey Mouse. But when a six-foot rat is standing right in front of you, it's a, it's a whole different thing that kids say. Fear comes upon them. It's one thing to read about it. Oh, I'm not going to be afraid. But we walk out, we hit something. Lock into the word of the Lord. Know this, the evil one, that liar, is the father of lies. And with every affirmation, you're going to get another shot. Another shot over the bow at you. He's going to keep working. And you know, even he, you will hear things that he'll say that's truthful. That's nothing new. He used the word on Jesus. The word was exactly right. But the spirit behind it was to create terror, to create fear. It was misused and it was not of God. Can I lovingly say this to you? It's easy to follow the loudest voice. Be careful who's surrounding you. Make sure the voice is encouraging. We're living in a time now where the pressure is on people, even guys that do what we do. You know, sometimes we feel we've got to look a certain way and do a certain thing, and, and we're, we're, our lives are falling apart. Oh, we're doing fine. No, we're not. No, well, I got to say the, I got to say the, no, 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 no. 
I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And he's given me a, a spirit of power and love. But the self-discipline of me staying in the groove there. See, God's boundaries, God's boundaries are not, are, are not hard against us. They're, they're, they're to bless us and to keep us from going on. I, God's word, one of the reasons you're still here, maybe you weren't perfect in what you did, but it was the boundary of the word that was in you that kept coming to mind, that kept you between the lines. And, 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 and it kept you. Tragic story happened just a few weeks ago. A young man who does what we do, who's spoken to thousands of people, good young man but that that fear voice was the loudest voice it was the loudest voice the loudest voice oh it never happened to me be careful what you say stay stay lord i will praise you i will trust you what was the other one i'll keep my promise to you 30 years old, he stood in a church pulpit. He was a husband, a father, and a pastor. But one day, the loudest voice took him out of this earth. Knew God, loved God. But by his hand, he took his life. The wife stood up at the memorial. These are her words. They, 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 there's pain here. The enemy knew what an amazing man you were, she said. The enemy knew God had huge plans for your life. The enemy saw how God was using your gifts, your abilities, your unique teaching style to reach thousands of lives for him. The enemy hated, and he pursued you incessantly. He taunted you, and he tortured you in ways that you were unable to express to anyone. That voice was the loudest voice, but it was a lie. Ever believed a lie? I remember one time after being very sick and being better, I remember when it came around and I never verbally told anybody about it. I told them last week. I remember one year came back and I remember where I was and I was by myself for a moment. And the fear came over me, it's going to happen to you again. There was another time that I was in another city by myself and I was in a hotel and that fear came upon me. Oh, I sing the songs. I know how to tell them. But I, it was as real. It was like it was in my room. And I looked around my hotel room and I straightened it up. I didn't want people coming in the next day. Well, he was sure a mess here. Look what he left here, you know. <laughs> And I remember getting things in order there. And you, it's funny right now. It really, but I'm serious. And I, and I paced back and forth. And I didn't sing a Rodgers and Hammerstein song. I began to quote Psalms. And I remember going through that. You can't tell me that wasn't real. I didn't need any Christianese coming up. Well, you, you just need to snap out of it. You just want to grab them by the collar and say, you don't understand. I'm going through this. And it's real because it's a spirit but just as real it was the spirit that came to my heart that said I will never leave you I will never forsake you I know this isn't the visiting speaker type message I'm supposed to give you something and you're going from the lights that I've done 10 times and I'm real good at it you know what I mean but this is what I want to give to you guys today 
during this season when everybody's walking around grinning and there's a hurt inside of you, when everybody's singing those songs, you listen. We were in the car the other day and that beautiful, deep, alto voice, Merry Christmas, darling. Karen Carpenter's voice came through and we're thinking, what a gift. She believed a lie. She believed the loudest voice that says you're ugly. You're fat. You'll never make it. And I'm riding in the car and we're listening to that, that, that sound, that, that, that tone, that intonation, that interpretation. It's, it's like she's riding in between us. And there was pain there and nobody knew about it. You've heard it on the radio. Now let me talk about that spirit. When he told you you're not good enough, when he told you you're not right, when he told you you're not strong enough to put up a good fight, when he told you you're not worthy, when he told you you're not loved, when he told you you're not beautiful, you'll never be enough. But fear, he is a liar. He will take your breath away. Stop you in your steps because fear is a liar. He will rob your rest. He'll steal your happiness. He'll cast your fears in the fire now because fear is a liar. When he told you that you were troubled, you'll forever be alone. When he told you you should run away, you'll never find a home. When he told you you were dirty and you should be so ashamed. When he told you you could be the one that grace could never change. But fear, he is a liar. He, he, the father of lies. Don't clap yet, I ain't finished. Fear, he is a liar. He'll take your breath away. He'll stop you in your steps. Anybody ever here been stopped in your steps from fear? Anybody been like that? Anybody been, if you've been stopped in your steps from fear, stand to your feet right now. I've been stopped in my steps from fear. Listen to this. Listen to this. Fear is a liar. He'll take your breath away. The rest of you stand with him. It stops you in your steps. Fear, he is a liar. He will rob your rest. Some of you that were looking at the ceiling last night. Not, oh God, why are you doing this? You say, God, take care of this spirit. He'll steal your happiness. So cast your fear in the fire. Because fear is a liar. Take your right hand. The next line says, so let your fire fall. Put your right hand up. Come on, everybody. Let your fire fall. Let your fire fall. Say that with me. Let your fire fall and cast out all my fears. Let your fire fall. Your love is all I fear. Oh, fear is a liar. I'm speaking to you with a hand up right now. I'm asking for the fire of God's anointing to touch you. 
and let a spirit of God begin right here inside of you and let you actually feel the impartation of God's anointing today. Uh, some of you need to make an affirmation, a confession. You need to open your mouths right now. This season, as you face fear, torment, and loneliness, make this where you stand. May the spirit of this season be the loudest thing you hear in your heart, in your mind. Fear is a liar. Come on, take just, Father, I ask you right now, I ask you right now, those who have been dealing, it might be a small thing. It may be a repetitive thing. It may be something that is like a glitch, like a scratch on an old record. And every time it comes to that point in their life, you hear the, you hear the scratch. You, the, the needle jumps right there. If you remember what, what, that, what that sounded like and what that looked like. I speak the word to you right now. Fear is a liar. Take your Everybody take your right hand and I want you to just put it right here. Right here on your chest. Right. I want you to speak. I want you to say, Lord, you breathed into me. You breathed life into me. I ask you right now, let that spirit of comfort and joy that we sing about, let it be in me. Let it be manifested, not when I'm bold and we're all smiling, but on a Tuesday when I'm needy, on a Thursday when I have a problem. Let this word open up inside of me right now. Fear is a liar. What were the three things? I will what? I will praise him. I will trust him. I will keep my promises. This is how you get healthy in your spirit. Okay? You want to get healthy. This is how you keep healthy in your spirit. I will praise him. I will trust him. I'll keep my promises. The great writer John Townsend, Townsend and Cloud, who's written so many great things, he said it this way. Healthy people aren't afraid of being afraid. How can you be healthy? I will praise you. I will trust you. I'll keep my promise. I promised you this word was for everybody. Even as a little child, walk out of here and the thing that comes up in your spirit, know what it is. Fear is a liar. Fear is a liar. When somebody that you know and love is going through their difficult time, they don't need, you know, when somebody's in a difficult time, they don't need somebody saying, man, you're in a difficult time. <laughs> you know, the little boy said, Stevie Wonder can see that. You know what I mean? You need to say that as a lie. And I just want to speak faith and speak life to you right now in Jesus' name. Speak life. Now, also too, also too, let this be a house that when somebody comes in the door, usher, a, a prayer warrior, you see a countenance that is, that is under fear, that's under harassment. You walk up to them and say, today, I speak blessing to you. I speak life to you. I speak against anything that would discourage you today and say, here's what we're going to do. We're going to praise God today. We're going to trust God when we walk out of here. And then the next day we are going to keep our promises to God. And it deals with that spirit. The Lord bless you today. The Lord keep you today.